Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyballs After Dark, though how much longer we're going to be Mavs Moneyballs podcast might be changing relatively soon. Um, the Dallas Mavericks just lost to the Memphis Grizzlies 104 to 88 in a display of of early 90s basketball. Josh, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, I've been thinking as we're waiting to start to record, I'm just trying to think of like how much is this podcast going to sound like a eulogy for the Mavericks season, but they still have a, a lot of games left. So I don't know. It's a so, weird, weird season. So one of the, one of the local commentators, Bob Sturm of, of the ticket who has been, I would argue he has been a, a Dallas optimist for much of the you know past several years. And why not? The Mavericks have been pretty good the past several years. He noted the other night, that he thinks the Mavericks would need to go nine and 14 down the stretch. And I think he meant to stay in out of the play in like, not like miss the playoffs or like getting seven, eight. I think that's what his point was. Cause he was quote tweeting a lot of people. Well, I morbidly decided to look at every 14 game stretch. Like I labeled out on a spreadsheet <laughs> when loss, and then just went 14 cells at a time and looked at every grouping of 14 games. Outside of the games where there was the seven-game win streak, so it's like basically the bookend, the seven games before, and then the seven games after. So that's like a that's like a twenty-eight game stretch. No, is that right? Twenty-one game stretch of the season. The you know if you remove that twenty-one game stretch, the Dallas Mavericks. So it's it's up that leaves something like forty-five games, something like that. The Dallas Mavericks had one stretch where they won nine of fourteen. They have played such mediocre basketball game to game this season that it's really hard to contextualize because it's and, like, and they had a seven game. game win streak this season yes. so that's pretty crazy that's, well, and, and, yeah and that's why i noted it because they, they've really they've really suffered since the Kyrie trade like they've won i think four games i think that's right um it, it's it, it's bad and it's it's hard to talk about in a way that's interesting or you know even fun with upside because they're there's just not a lot there. So, so as we know, the Mavericks were without Kyrie and Luke again tonight. Uh, and then with the added insult to injury, Christian Wood uh, came up on the injury report late and didn't play. Uh, all three were at the game. All three watched the game from the bench. But it was it was a painful slog of a game. Um, Jaden Hardy came out firing early, connected on four threes, then proceeded to miss nine of his next ten shots. And after halftime, where the Memphis – Memphis still didn't even shoot the ball that well. No, like they didn't play the, well. The the Memphis <laughs> three point, like the, the Memphis was like a sub twenty five percent three point shooting team, I think, in the first half, and then they just hit just enough, just enough, yeah. And they 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 basically extended the lead to ten in the third, and then in the final minutes of the third, they extended it to sixteen, and the game was over. Um, I, I you know, the only things that I liked about this game was Josh Green's hyper-efficiency, 23 points on 10 of 15 shooting, seven assists, five rebounds. Um, and you and I were having a little bit of a back and forth in the chat about Jaden Hardy. Um, he had 28 points, high point for the game. I, I have to – you just got to respect 25 point, 25 shot attempts. That's <laughs> hard to do in an NBA game. And this was kind of a low-possession game. It was. Um, yeah, there, there's really, you know, this was a, this was a, a, this is like a sum of all fears nightmare game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's the kind of game that probably makes um, Saturday more disheartening 
that they didn't steal that. You know, you know, you feel a little bit better if they would have split these last two games for sure. Right. Um, but you just look at, I mean, I think the thing about this game that was hugely disappointing is while it's fun that Josh Green had a great game and it's fun that Jaden Hardy had some moments, um, even if, you know, he overall didn't play a, a great game, you know, he kind of did what he could do considering he's a, he's a rookie and a second round rookie at that. Yeah. You know, he had eight rebounds, like you three, like he played hard. He led um, the team in rebounds. Yeah. But that kind of goes back to my point here is that it's kind of disappointing that when your season is hanging in the balance, <clears throat> it's great that Green and Hardy did what they did, but you look at all of the guys that are veterans that are in this rotation, regardless of Luca or Kyrie's injuries, and just about every single one of them played a horrible game. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. gets a little bit of a credit because I think he was hurt. He hurt himself this game, and he kind of played through it. If he's on the injury report and misses the next game, I won't be surprised. Right, and he also basically has been on fire since the All-Star break, so you can maybe give him a little bit of a pass, but again, he was was five points in 28 minutes. Reggie Bullock was five points in 33 minutes. Um, Dwight Powell was two points, five rebounds in 17 minutes. He was one of five from the floor, shot two threes, which was not, not great. Uh, and then Maxi Kleba, your other veteran that you're relying on, um, 25 minutes, scored one point, uh, had three rebounds. Uh, he made some cool plays, defensive plays at the rim. Like, that's great. Um, but, you know, this is a guy that's like your closing the game big man, you know? Like, mm. this is the guy they're going to close games with in the playoffs as their big man. And he had he had one point and three rebounds in 25 minutes. Like, that's just... That's just bad, and I, it's honestly, it's it's like a little embarrassing when you consider the state, you know, how important this game was. And I know I'm not expecting Reggie Bullock to start looking like Luca, or you know, like I'm not expecting him to take like 18 shots and score a bunch of points. But these guys just needed to give a little bit more, especially when the young guys are kind of giving them, giving you all they could. And, and I think that was a little that was a little disappointing to me. You know, McKinley Wright took 12 shots. Like, yep. What? what like second like, on the team in rebounding with six yeah like are, are you kidding me like where is where's Kleba? where's Powell on the boards here where's you know Bullock maybe taking a couple more like there were a lot of passed up shots it's just it's just disappointing like the, with no Luca no Kyrie oh and two against the Memphis team that even doesn't have jaw or Steven Adams is still like qual. you know they've still got quality well, that's, like, yeah, it's not that's shocking but, but it's, it's just it's just ugh, the way that this really game so, it's it's really something because I'm not like a lot of people have really turned on Jason Kidd, um, like harshly. The fandom has in the last week. I think it, it, in hindsight, my my I, I I'm usually like wrong about my snap reactions when I said after the Lakers game that I thought he should be fired. Um, that seems to be like a commonly held sentiment now to the point to where if the Mavericks were to continue to slide, even now where like they have, they have plenty of reasons why they've slid. Like Luca and Kyrie are out. Like, what are we doing? And yet there's, there's an understanding or at least there's a belief that the Mavericks have really, really done this to themselves and kid played a part. Like they were up by 10 with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter against the Grizzlies last game and lost by a margin like that game swung by like 17 points and you know, 
kid played a part. People were all like, I have all sorts of messages now where it's like, did you just see kids sitting on the bench? Doesn't look like he coached at all. And it's, and and this is one of these games where I'm like, well, what did people want him to do? Yeah. No, <laughs> that's where it's like, I'm, that's where I'm like, okay, like what, what is he supposed to do here? He played all the players that we wanted him to play. That's right. Played them all the minutes that we wanted them to play. I didn't really notice an awful like rotation, you know, like I didn't notice yeah. a lineup that was, you know, I mean, there were some lineups that were bad, but not because of kid. It was just because, right. What are you going to do? You got to <laughs> look at, look at who was active and who was available tonight. And just, there, and, there and, was no rotation jiggering that would have that would have turned this game from a loss into a win. That's right, and and there's, I think a lot of this is boil over from the losses that the Mavericks had, where right. he did play a part, right? And he right. did help. Like he's not solely responsible for any of this, but you know, it, it's he it plays a part. And one of the things that stands out to me, because again, like I think people misunderstand. I don't think any of our listeners misunderstand, but it's like the broader fan base. And when I engage with people who don't listen to our show or read our site, cause that's just the nature of social media where it's like kid played a part in the roster. I, I don't understand why that's not like, do we think Nico Harrison just wanted 34 year old JaVale McGee? <laughs> yeah. no. Like what, what, who again got a DMP? Um, I, I'm not, that sort of stuff is just, it's, it's a bit peculiar to me now. I think you're largely right. We have two games left against the Spurs, two games left against the Hornets, a game left against the Pacers. Those Bulls game, the Bulls game. Yeah. Those go from being, they're now must wins. Yeah. You know, that has to be what five and oh, I don't know how many of those games. Does that six games? Those have to be, those have to be six and oh, like they have to. And it's just a little on, on the, the discombobulating side to say that, that we're in a must win situation for any yeah. of this, for a team that, that, you know, and again, I, I want to state that they have excuses that I think are actually viable, but what it comes back to is the things that we were pissy about earlier in the year are now coming back to haunt them because they simply have no margin for error. They and cannot and afford it, any losses. And it never changed. Um, yeah. The team has basically been playing the same all season for the most part. And now they don't have the cushion for the injuries. You know, there's going to definitely be a narrative, you know, if this thing doesn't turn around, then the narrative that's going to come from, you know, I'm not going to say who, but the narrative that's going to come from the usual suspects is going to be, you know, injuries, the trade, what are you going to do? It was hard to incorporate Kyrie and, and the injuries bit them at the wrong time. It's like Luca play Luca's played in 57 of the 69 games. Like it's not great that he's missed 12 games already and he might miss another one. We don't know. But 57 games out of six like of Luca giving you the best season of his career for the most part should be enough to comfortably keep you in the top six. So that's the problem. It's not these last two games. It's lose blowing a 14-point lead against the Thunder. It's Losing to a Denver team that was missing its three best players. It's losing back-to-back games to Orlando and Washington. It's losing a game to Chicago by a billion points. It's, um, you know, <laughs> it's losing to Houston. It's it, it's all those games. And it's, it's, you know, it's having to play Luka through some stretches that maybe you don't need to play him through because the team looks so utterly incapable of winning a basketball game Without him, I mean, remember 
it, we were deep into the season before the Mavericks got a win uh, where Luka didn't score, I think, was what was it, 30 points? Yeah. Uh, like, uncomfortably deeper into the season. Like, I think it wasn't until game... Um, good Lord, I don't even know what game it was. Maybe that, that game against Denver? Um, I honestly I think, don't remember. Or, or maybe that game against... Yeah, I think that, that went against Denver um, on December 6th. I'm just doing a quick... But either way, it was deep. Like, and it, Luca had an un like. It's not a surprise that Luca is kind of falling apart toward the end of the season because his minutes and his load in October, November, December was absurd. And it's just they made the trade for Kyrie, and it felt like a little too little too late. You know, Luca was already starting to kind of break down. We had hoped the All Star break would rejuvenate him, which it has the last two seasons. It didn't really. You know, he had that heel injury, and he never really looked right. And it's just they could have avoided this, but the only way they could have avoided this was if they made better decisions in the summer and things like that. And they're just the sins of the of the last couple of off seasons where they just didn't improve the roster. Like I mean, they just didn't. Um, they just kind of kept relying on the same guys. Like entering the season before the Kyrie trade, I mean, it was basically Reggie Bullock as was their biggest you know, roster addition yeah. over the last three years. You know, you, you could say Dinwiddie with the KP trade, but, you know, that's just kind of exchanging one player for, you know, they, they had to trade KP to, to do that. Like they had to, they had to kind of admit fault on the KP trade to get Dinwiddie. Like just in terms of just adding a guy from nothing, like it's been Bullock. Um, and, you know, Josh Green as a draft pick has helped this year fine, uh, for, you know, for a lot of good reasons. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of rambling on. I just, I just know that if, if this team doesn't pull out, if they, like you know, their next three are on the road. If they lose two out of their next three on no, the they road, they play eight of their next ten on the road. Yeah. <laughs> so if they if if they're still two, three, four, four games under five hundred after the stretch, like we know it's going to be all injuries, and it's like, man, yeah, I'm not sure. You that's don't. What, that, you don't. That's what, you're not a five hundred team with Luca playing like an MVP. Like teams don't do that. Like that's. It's hard to do. I mean, I'm probably – I over-index individual tweets. We all do. I don't think we over-index Twitter because I think Twitter is actually quite influential. It's partially why the Mavericks talk about it so much. Like, there's an element of it's like what the fan base thinks sets the pace. It eventually trickles downhill. That's kind of the case with a lot of things Twitter-related. And Twitter is very displeased with this season, as they sort of should be. Um I don't know. I ultimately think that the Mavericks probably pull out of this tailspin because if Luca comes back feeling even 75%, they should beat some of these teams. I mean, they win these last two games with at least Kyrie, even Luca. So, right. And, you know, there's kind of a, you know, somebody in our Slack said, what's actually wrong with Kyrie? And the answer is, in my opinion, the, the nearly 31, is it nearly 31? The, the smaller scoring guard probably getting tasked to play. Like, he said it himself. Like, it was a line that got passed over, but he said it himself that playing 41 minutes in a loss to the Pelicans like, was unfortunate. And you could even – it's like – that's where it's like there's just elements of what I, I'm, I'm really wondering what's – He's averaging a career-high minutes per game this season. Yeah. And so. he need like – and he – it just – that's not a good – it's not fair to him. Like he's, it's, no. it's going to be taxing over the long term. Like I, 
am as kind of, you know, we were both kind of out on the signing for, for like not basketball reasons, but other stuff, but it's like the basketball portion. It's like, you worry about the injuries. That's the main thing with him. And it's the history of lower and they're all lower body injuries. for And I don't like, I sort of question, like it, it gets into the, 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 again, it gets into the coaching staff. It's like, what, what, are, what are you, what are we doing? Like this stuff is, is known. It's existed. You can monitor minutes. Like Maxie came back from a frigging hamstring injury and blew past his minutes restriction in the first game. Like it, it's this sort of stuff that I really think of it. Like us bitching about, you know, uh, incorrectly bitching about kids comments is, is one thing, but it's like the tactical stuff that they're messing up. I don't think will be continue to be overlooked because it's cost them act. It's cost them games. Yeah. And um, then this, go, and then this just goes back to, well, it's like, well, why is Maxi playing so much coming back from the hamstring? Why is Kyrie uh-huh. playing so much? And it's because like, look at this box score from today. It's yeah. just because they just don't have enough guys. Yeah. And like, of course minutes are guys are going to get taxed. Like he, like, even if he wanted to, I don't think he could manage the minutes well because what are you you supposed to play Frank more? You supposed to play right. Theo Pence more? Now the answer, of course, is what everyone's gonna yell at us is play Christian Wood more. But you know, I'm just I'm just so far out on, on the Christian Wood saga. Like I just don't care anymore about him playing or not playing or or if he stays on the team or if he leaves. Like I'm just kind of over that conversation because I think it's reached a ridiculous point. Um sure. talking about conspiracy theories and trying to <laughs> Like less of oh, yeah. his value so they can re-sign him like that's like there, there's a phrase there's, let me see this. i'm gonna google this to make sure i have this correctly uh so i don't want to misstate misstate it there's a concept known as hanlon's razor uh it's a it's a rule of thumb that states never attribute to malice which is adequately explained by stupidity <laughs> so that, that's yeah. my thoughts on that where it's it's just like I don't know. It's the coaching you know, staff doesn't like them. They're not playing them. And yep. like that's not the that's not a conspiracy yeah. theory. Now that said, this does give me an opening to talk about my my favorite stat of the night. Yes, um, where is it here? The Dallas Mavericks big man rotation of Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, Davis Bertans, and Markeith Morris combined for nine points and eleven rebounds. If you were to back out Marquise Morris's four points, that means those three players had five points and eleven rebounds. I. That's just that's wild to say, wild to say. Yeah, it's, uh. it's it was it was pretty bad. It's they're just they're just. It's very painful deficient. against a team like Memphis because Memphis yeah. does all the things we would like the Mavericks to do in terms of team building, where right. they recognize the free agency is not going to be a path for them, and they recognized it long enough ago, and they had so many bites at the apple. They did have some luck. There's no other way around it. The Mavericks, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies all had the same odds to move up in the 2019 lottery, and the other two teams did, and the Mavericks didn't. Like that, that plays a part in this. Luck is certainly a factor, but you also make your own luck. And the Mavericks are, and the Grizzlies have done such a good job with the team that they built. It's like like David Roddy had his two career high games against the Mavericks, and he's just the exact perfect player to punish the Mavericks because he looks like a WWE wrestler driving the paint. Right. And a lot of people are mad because they're like, oh, of course, some random scrub. Like, it's like he's not a random scrub. No, he's a, he's, he's good. He's a good player. He's like a good he, basketball player that isn't a great shooter, but like that's sort of, you know. The, he was the, highly regarded coming out, coming yeah, into this draft. Uh, like, he's not Lauren, a nobody. I remember Lauren Gunn was like, the Mavericks should give a look to this guy in like 
April before the season was even over. And she's posted pictures of him. Like that is a man. Cause yeah. he's just so big. And he moves like, well. Like he doesn't, he doesn't move for, for his size. He, this uh, is a terrible funny. take. I'm going to get yelled at for this, but he moves like D'Lo Brown and, and D'Lo Brown yeah. was one of the most athletic wrestlers. I remember from my youth, like the dude could just move. He was, he was an underrated wrestler. He was a good, he was a good wrestler. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I like that. Um, and but you look and you know, like Bane and Tillman could be Mavericks. Like, you sure. know, like Tillman was picked after Tyrell Terry, and, and Bane was mm-hmm. picked after Josh Green. Now, of yep. course, thankfully Josh Green has has made that not hurt as bad. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, you look at like you know, they've Roddy, Bane, Tillman, you know, Jackson. Like these are all these are all draft guys. You know, Jaron Jackson was their top draft pick. You know, job. You know, and then this is without job. But like all the guys that contribute, the scary thing is they're just they're all young and they're going to be team controlled. Like they have the option. Like you know, those guys aren't going to run away from them unless they deliberately want them to go away. You know, like they have their restricted free agency and things like that. And then, yeah, it sucks. It's just you. You look at Memphis being able to pull someone like Roddy off the bench, being able to pull someone like Tillman to fill in for Stephen Adams. And like for the Mavs, you're looking at you know thirty something year old Maxi Kleba. You're looking at thirty something year old Justin Holiday, and you know washed up Davis Bertans. It's just it's it just kind of sucks. And again, yep. there's nothing really they can do about it right now. It's just kind of what did you say like fifty games ago that this might be the take their medicine season? Yep, it's feeling a lot like that. Well, they play San Antonio Wednesday, and then the the big, big, like this, I fully, I am now all in on this take. The the Friday-Monday games, the Friday game, late game against the Lakers, and the Monday game against the Grizzlies, both of those on the road. I sort of firmly believe that the outcome of those two games decides the season. They have to split that. They have to. They have to. Hey, hey they have to beat San Antonio first. Sure. <laughs> If they don't beat San Antonio, we're having a whole other conversation, though. <laughs> San Antonio just beat the Nuggets, so uh... That's true. <laughs> great. It's a good take. So, well, I'm going to go yeah. record the live show. Pop over to Mavs oh. Moneyball. Read some of our stuff. We have a kind of. Uh, uh, I asked one of our guys who really likes college basketball to write, you know, a piece that we should be publishing tomorrow on the the NCAA tournament guys that you should keep an eye on. Even though the Mavericks don't, I don't think the Mavericks have any picks. Well, they're scheduled not to have any picks if, if you know, it goes to the Knicks. Um, but I, I was thinking, like, guys that might be available, like, in the, you know, the, the back 40 of or the back 20 of the draft into uh, unrestricted, you know, um, undrafted stuff. So that should be going up tomorrow. Uh, we have a piece on, what is it? Uh, the ba- basketball is about feelings from – Meta Robinson always like that piece. It's a, her piece is is mm-hmm. not surprisingly focusing on how Luka Doncic has sort of been in, he's sort of been given a villain label. Um, I liked it. It was a good piece. We'll have some more stuff over the coming days. Um, I've gotten a lot of promises from our staff on things that they're writing, and nobody's writing shit because I think we're all kind of tired of uh, the losing. But uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Do you got anything before we go? No, that's it. Let's get out of here. All right, Kirk Anderson and Josh Bowe, Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Thanks so much for subscribing and listening and hanging out with us, and we will be back. Uh, there'll be a show in your, your feed tomorrow afternoon, and then we will be back for the Spurs game on Wednesday. Have a good middle of the week, guys. Talk soon.